The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What up, IDP Army, fantasy football fanatics? If it's your first time here, I'm the hostess with the mostest, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. Follow me on TikTok or you can follow me on Twitter. This is the IDP Army. We are a, we're a brand, you know what I'm saying? We're out here, we're a movement, we're a brand. We love fantasy football, all shapes and sizes, and we're fucking good at it, all right? We don't just talk about it, we live it. We live fantasy football, and that's why today I am excited. This show is going to be awesome Talking about how we, the IDP Army, we made it. We made it to the Big Dog Bash. We are one of the top two teams in the whole world going to New York this weekend for New York New Year's Eve in NYC. Going to be watching Week 17 Fantasy Football at the BDGE headquarters in New York City, downtown Manhattan, wherever they're at. Um, and hopefully going to be bringing home the bash, y'all. If you've been rocking with me all season, you know, I, you know I've been – I've been into it. You know, I said, you know, this is an opportunity to prove that we don't just talk about fantasy football around here. But that's not good enough. You know, being right isn't good enough. We want to win. We want to go out there. We want to compete. We want people to know who we are. We want people to know that our brand stands for and represents winning culture, not just playing fantasy football, but actually going after the top prize. So I will be there representing us. I thank you so much, everybody who supported me all season. Thank you, everyone who watched the videos, the mock drafts. All that good stuff. And I'm going to go through the team, break it down a little bit, and just talk a little bit about the experience overall, where the IDP Army, you know, our brand, our company is right now, the the landscape of fantasy football, et cetera, et cetera. And just going to have a nice a nice show. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to dig into the meat and potatoes of who are we going to start today or, you know, fantasy stuff necessarily. More about fantasy culture and how we are trying to change that. So go ahead and start there. For the culture, all right, that is kind of the, that's our mantra going forward, IDP Army. Not that we're looking away from mostly IDP all fantasy football, because that still is what we represent, but we want people to go back to what they remember when they first got into fantasy football. What does that mean to you? What is the culture of fantasy football? And I've been something I've been thinking about a lot over the last year, year and a half, as I've watched this thing that I love and am so passionate about, change, adapt, evolve, metamorph. Uh, into something different, something new. And I think that, not that I don't still love it, but what I fell in love with, we're getting a little further away from. And I just want to bring us, you know, the IDP Army back to that culture of what fantasy football is, you know, the tradition of having a league that you play in every year. None of this, you know, max enter, you know, 800,000 league stuff, the fellowship, getting to know the guys and gals in your league, knowing their journey, how they got there year over year, their ups, their downs, you know, the competition. We actually want to win. We aren't just playing to be involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we don't, we don't, we don't apologize for beating people. You know what I'm saying? We win. That we're going to set an example of how to play fantasy. That is a, a huge part of it, you know, and having a winning culture, hope, resilience, disrespect. You know, I said disrespect. I mean, so many people are so soft and everything's my opinion, how I feel. 
the nature of competition is that it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's pushing against the best that there is. And with that, there's going to be a level of respect or disrespect to try to get you there mentally. You know what I'm saying? We, we are about that culture. Go watch the league. You know, remember that first league you were in. Think about your favorite league. What does it have in common? The culture of fantasy football in that league exists. Not the idea of fantasy football, not the idea of the culture of fantasy football, but actually what it is. It's a family, it's entertaining, and it's engaging. You know, what we've seen over the last few years is quite honestly, is just an influx of people who look at fantasy football purely from a numbers spreadsheet, sterile sort of fashion. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But we don't live and die by deconstructing and diagramming projections over here. We actually care about the culture. We care about the, the 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 organizations. We care about the coaches. We care about everything that goes into making you want to engage with that player on that team to represent you in your league. You know, what I'm saying the culture of fantasy football. What players represent you and how they can do that. So I just wanted to talk, you know, and let you guys know that going forward this next year, you know, our mantra is for the culture, more fun, more fantasy, more football. That's how we're going to push IDP out there. That's how we're going to get people to love this narrative. We're going to push it as that, you know, it's more of what you love. It's back to what you love. It's not some crazy, weird, new thing like Debbie. It's, it's, it's nothing you don't have to learn or relearn. You already watch football. You already watch defensive plays every single snap, more fun, more fantasy, more football. All right. Anyway, y'all came here for me to break down my, my bash team, which I'm going to do in just a second. I want to talk about the bash in general, first and foremost. So it was the first year of the bash, if you, you know, and, and well, I'll, I'll go back further than that. I'll talk about BDGE, the, the company that Nick and the guys run over there. Well, Nick runs. Um, when I got into fantasy football 2019, 2018, started making content, I chose to, you know, focus on IDP because it was a niche. You know, I thought I could become big fish in a small pond, so to speak. And it was new to me and it was interesting. And I saw a gap in the market where nobody was really earnestly attacking IDP content. Pandering? Yeah. Does it exist? Yeah. Do the bylines get clicks? Sure. Is the content there good? Not really. So I said, this is it. This is where I can attack. This is where I can build a brand, a reputation of excellence. And that's what I did. Um, Early on when I was doing that, I was working with some other people. And long story short, I have a friend in the town I live in who is a developer, a web developer. And I asked him to help me look at some things on the back end of WordPress. This was, again, three or four years ago. I didn't know what WordPress was. So I'm talking to him. He can go over to his office. Um, and he's talking to me. And I'm saying something about fantasy. He's like, oh, this is a guy I listen to a fantasy. And he gets on YouTube and he types in Nick Ercolano. And Nick's in his apartment. It's like three apartments ago. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That guy's interesting. And I remember like, you know, bookmarking it in my head. Okay, like that's interesting content. I didn't know who Nick was at that time. I think I had 150 followers on Twitter. And I, um, like I said, I just bookmarked it. And was like, okay, this is interesting. I think he had three or 4,000 followers or subscribers on his YouTube channel at that time. Since then, Nick has obviously gotten much bigger. He's continued to grow. He's brought his brand uh, to, a, to a big place. And that's just through his dedication and his drive. But it's never been something, you know, I never, I wasn't like a fan of his brand, BDGE. I'm not like a, you know, was never even a part of it until I bought this NFT this offseason. But I knew who Nick was. I knew how he moved and operated. And, you know, I definitely kept my eye on him because he's somebody I think is going to be in this industry for a long time. And my time horizon has always been long term. Um Never really went out of my way to try to get his attention over much. You know, I just kind of knew that if I stuck around in this industry, our paths would probably cross if they were meant to cross, you know, and 
his brand of fantasy and his brand of just hum, human, human, the way he lives and thinks uh, similar to me um, in a lot of regards, in a lot of respects, I think. Excited to meet him this week. So I didn't really know Nick or anything about, you know, very well at all. I just knew he made fantasy content till this NFT thing happened this summer. He dropped the announcement that he was going to make an NFT project and he got a lot of backlash. I jumped in at this point and kind of made my, my voice hurt because I fuck around on Web3. Sorry for the cussing. You know, and I, I mess around with NFTs and I kind of felt like an authority or someone who could speak on it. People were like, oh, this is a scam. Nick's trying to do all it. It was just like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Now, was this a perfect NFT project? No, but I mean, this is year one and it just started. You know what I mean? This is the beginning of something that's going to continue to grow. Um, you know, he took a chance, you know, creating this project and seeing it through. And I'm happy to be the winner. I'll tell you that. If I can promise you all anything, you know, in the future as the, the person well, I say I'm the winner, speaking into existence, uh, shall we say. Got one more one more takedown. But, you know, I want this to continue to to, to uh, continue to provide opportunities for people to grow and engage in the sport of fantasy football and meet cool people. I was in a league with Snapback Jack, you know, Jack Settlement. I don't know Jack at all, but I mean, there he was right there in a the league playing fantasy with me. That's something you don't get everywhere in fantasy football. That's something that Nick was able to bring together a community. First year, like I said, there's definitely room to grow, but it's been a really cool experience. And I'm excited to see how he and his team, you know, go back to the drawing board with all the feedback they have, positive, negative, and everything in between, and turn this into something going forward that can be even bigger, even better. So that's about 10 minutes of me just rambling. Just to say that this has been an awesome experience for me personally. I'm going to be flying to New York this weekend on New Year's Eve, which is insane. You know, thinking about manifestation and all that stuff, you know, it's something I've always kind of dreamed of and thought of since I, for a long time, I've had some interesting New Year's Eves, warehouse rave, um, top of a mountain, you know, skiing. Uh, where else have I been for New Year's Eve? Trailer parks. I mean, I've had an interesting life, seen some interesting things, been some interesting places. But New York, you know, New York City on New Year's Eve, I don't know what we'll be doing, but just to be there and in the atmosphere is something I've always kind of known would be coming for me in my life. Fucking 30, 72 hours ago, it came to fruition. I made it. We're going. Wife got the okay, got the kids all figured out, and we're going to do this thing. Um, and again, I just can't say thank you enough to everybody who has been rocking with this channel, with this podcast, you know, with our rankings, giving us the thumbs up, giving us the reviews, all that. Like, I... I you know, truly believe I'm one of the best people at fantasy football content and playing fantasy football. Now, I know I'm not necessarily everybody's flavor of the week, but at the end of the day, if you really want to win and if you want the best that there is, I think that we're going to continue to grow organically and bring more people in. And this is just huge for us, in my opinion, in our brand to just kind of show people like an IDP person just won like the biggest, most prestigious single entry, single elimination tournament that exists in fantasy football. Some of the biggest names in the industry were in this league. We got to take them down. So thoughts and prayers as we go into that this week. Let's take a look at the lineup that I put together and drafted. And you'll notice something with this lineup. Again, a lot of these players weren't popular. You know what I mean? They're not players that a lot of people hyped up. They're not players that a lot of people would have drafted in that spot that I took them. The easiest way to get an edge in your fantasy football leagues, I'll say this, until the cows come home, is to, one, the most important is to be aware of market inefficiencies. What does that mean? That means know what's being said and how what's being said is affecting overall value compared to actual return on value. We'll get into all that later on in the offseason, talking dynasty values and all that, but 
finding the market inefficiencies over the last few years is one of my, my favorite things to do in every draft. I love, you know, anytime that something becomes contrarian, look into it because a lot of times people don't actually do their own research. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where I've, I found my edge and exploited it in, in this narrative world that we built. So let's look at this team that's going all the way. I'll take this little thing off here. <clears throat> going all the way. I hope we pull it off. Starts tonight. We do get uh, C.D. Uh, Lamb tonight. And you'll see there are a few players that, uh, sorry, there are a few players that overlap. But, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, a player that every person in basically in fantasy football who has any level of clout said, don't draft this year, drafted him. Didn't just draft him, drafted him pretty high, too. Um, I, I'll pull that up here for us in a second. Uh, where I, I think I drafted him in the fourth round, fifth round. It was somewhere where, you know, I would have been probably laughed at. 501, you know what I mean? That would have been a contrarian pick when I made it. But I made that pick, you know what I mean, because I, I could see past that. Well, let's go ahead and look at my team. So I have Josh Allen, Mike White coming off the quarterback. I have the option to play Baker Mayfield. Don't think I'm going to be doing that. Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary, Jarek McKinnon, every one of the people you see on the Green Ranger, that's my side, I drafted except for Mike White. Drafted Devin Singletary, drafted Jarek McKinnon to back up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Turns out he actually is the guy, and it's not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But something that I, I made sure to do coming into this draft, and because of the format of the way the league was set up where you couldn't do trades, was I made sure to get my backups. And I, I didn't kind of waste bench spots on high upside hopeful stuff. I wanted to have a secure team. Now, I know that's going to be contrarian, too, because everybody in fantasy football wants as many outs as possible. But eventually, you just have to you know put your chips down and really just go for it with, with uh, what you believe. Hence the Juju pick. We both have Juju. A lot of people didn't want Juju. Um, now, I'm not saying he's been a great pick for me, but that just gives you an idea of where I was at in this draft, where Juju Smith-Schuster was somebody who ended up on my team. Other players went around him. Uh, but I'll say the most valuable pick to me, I think, just looking at these raw at this roster, besides Jarek McKinnon, has been T. Higgins. Because I was looking at the draft, and maybe I can pull up the draft board, but T. Higgins was drafted seven or eight wide receiver spots after uh, none other than Michael Pittman, who was my number one wide receiver fade all offseason. And just to get a player like that who's made a huge difference for my team that late, uh, he really has come through for me. And I, even weeks when he's put up zeros, we've won. You know what I'm saying? That's And that we just ride with them. People are like, oh, maybe I'll bench him, blah, blah. No, ride with your guys who got you there. I know I saw some people on Twitter today kind of talking down on that strategy, but it's a, it's a meaningful strategy. I mean, why would you change it up if you got somewhere doing something a certain type of way? If you, I don't really understand. If you could explain it to me, I might, I might be able to get behind it. Let's take another look here at some of these players that were a little bit contrarian. Devin Singletary, my thesis going into the year, I mean, here, he's a top, you know, he's running back 19. You know, coming into the season, I wanted to attach myself to high-powered offenses at running back. I wanted to target wide receivers early, hence why I have such a nice stack of wide receiver. But Devin Singletary was another guy who I drafted a lot of. And a lot of my leagues and a lot of my teams look the same in fantasy football because I just – I believe in my guys. Have a lot of Devin Singletary. Have a lot of Josh Jacobs. Got him in the ninth round. I got a top 20 running back in the ninth round, Okay. It's just sometimes it's just it, it, it pays to pay attention. That's what I that's what I've been saying a lot lately is it pays to pay attention. It wasn't hard to see that Devin Singletary was going to be good. Always one of the easiest ways to see that. Even though he had an amazing run at the end of last season, 
his value in dynasty in, in best ball and dynasty continue to just and in redraft continue to go down. Why? Because the voices, the talking heads with an agenda were propping up Naeem Hines, James Cook. But the thing is, pays to pay attention. Before that, it was Zach Moss. And before that, it was uh, TJ Yeldon. And before that, it was Frank Gore. And who else has Devin Singletary forced to just disappear? If you can see these things before they happen, you can find high-value players and get them on your teams. And that's what I did here with Devin Singletary. He has a similar situation. He has Cam Akers. Kind of crazy that here at the end of the season, Cam Akers is actually pretty scary for me to be facing off against. But that was a conviction pick for him. You know it had to be because he wasn't a very popular pick. But here we are, end of the season he is on that team. So I would say one of the biggest lessons that I would say to offer to anybody, you know, from the draft here, draft based on your personal convictions and, you know, just really vet it, vet the information that you're seeing and reading. Um, you know, don't always just make the best player available because that might, you know, if you're just going to draft based off projections, you might as well auto draft. That's kind of my thought process there. So, Let's see here. So the projections, uh, I thought there was projections on this. I think there's another sheet if you hop into the Discord that has the projections on it. But um, I think I projected the win by just a little bit. George Kittle, another one of my other great value picks. You know, people were taking Mark Andrews and Trav or Kyle Pitts in like the second and third round of this draft. And it just, again, it was not really justified. It was a market inefficiency. I got George Kittle in the seventh round. You know, he's right now, he's tied in four here at the end of the season. He's been hot. And it's like, who cares if it's at the end of the season? Because most of the time your tight ends are letting you down anyway during the season. It's about the fact that he can win you weeks. Not that he does all the time, but he actually presents reachable upside that some of these other streaming tight ends just don't. So I'm really happy with that George Kittle pick as well. Uh, got a few questions coming in from the chat. What's up? What's up? Good to see you, Tarzan X, my guy. Uh, it's been awesome. Keep up the great work. Yeah, and again, it's it's been it's been all of us, you know, to get here. Um, I've got an IDP question in here. Hey, do me a favor, Derek. Go down and join the Discord in the comments and throw that into the main general chat, and we'll we'll answer that for you. So, if anyone has any you know questions or comments about the trip, what we got going on, you know, uh, please hit me up. I'm gonna be vlogging or you know, kind of keeping track of it on the channel, uh, on the TikTok, YouTube shorts. We'll be utilizing those things of that nature. Uh Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But I want you guys to see the trip to New York, you know, live a little bit vicariously through me if you must. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to take it down. Hopefully we'll make some cool content with Nick. Talk to him a little bit about, you know, just fancy football. You know, like we really are about this. We really are in it to win it. And, you know, to be able to fight to get in a position to be in a room with, with him and these, some of these people. And, you know, again, like I said in my videos, you can check out the channels, uh, the playlist for the, the BDGE you know, we paid the iron price. You know, I didn't get an influencer NFT. I didn't get a free pass. You know, I put our money in there because I said, this is, this is it. You know, I really believe that we're going to win. I believe that I've got what it takes.
one more week. We'll, we'll see if I can actually pull it off. So let's kind of transition away from that for just a moment. And again, if you have any questions about that, any comments at all, please let me know. But I want to talk a little bit about the NFL draft and the Senior Bowl. We are going down to the Senior Bowl. That's already set up. We will be down there interviewing offensive players and defensive players, as well as talking to other people around the industry, getting you all ready and set up for the NFL draft, you know, doing some of our own self-scouting, hearing and seeing through the eyes of the scouts that are there, the people that are representing, you know, all these NFL teams on, um, you know, hopefully learning, uh, learning and evaluating and helping you and us become better fantasy football players. Uh, so keep an eye out for, you know, content around that. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated. If there's any players in particular you want to, you know, that maybe are from your region or, a, you know, alum of your school, that's a small school, you think we should keep an eye on. We would love to hear that information. You know, like that's the kind of gold nuggets that really can set you apart in fantasy football, getting in early before those market inefficiencies start to correct themselves in the opposite direction. So leave a comment, shout out to us in the Discord or on Twitter. We'll love to hear who you have your eye on at the Senior Bowl and in the draft. Also, like I said to my man just a second ago, the Discord is alive. Our Discord has been very, I don't know what the right word is. It's just chill. Like, I don't, I mean, like, there's not like a lot of constant banter going on in there. There could be though, you know, and if, if you all, you know, I want that to kind of be a hub for conversation and conflict if it has to be like that, but I would love to hear differing opinions. I would love to see more trades posted in there and things of that nature. I'm in there, you know what I mean? Like I don't ghost out of there. Sometimes it takes me a while to respond, but I'm in there and you guys will always be able to contact me if you are in the discord. Uh, if I'm not there, Mace is there, Billy's there. Bombers there. I mean, these are extremely intelligent IDP people and fantasy football people. Um, so we're a resource for you all here these last few weeks. Do not be afraid to hit us up. And if you're in drafts, too, or looking at trades, just anything, we will give you feedback. We would love to do that. We would love to help you win. Next thing I'm going to talk about is reviews. If you could leave us a review for this podcast, I would really appreciate it. I don't really ask for that often. Well, I kind of do, but I don't really ask in earnest. We haven't had a review in a while, probably about four or five months. We'll get a few stars every now and then. We'd love to read a review on the show so that, you know, people on the podcast, you know, have something to to hear from, you know, you all out there. So if you want to do that, we'd appreciate it. And you might be uh, entering a little giveaway. We do have some merch that I'm going to be giveaways are going to be a much bigger part of our 2023 sort of overall engagement with the community we want to give you guys more merch we want to give you guys more chances to be in leagues with us we want to give you guys money i mean we want you guys to experience the fun of fantasy football and the camaraderie of what we have here at the idp army so i'm going to be putting a lot more effort into that kind of you know dialoguing with you all and let me know like you know what kind of like contests giveaways things you guys would like to see in the off season that can kind of keep us all engaged um would love to hear all of your comments and feedback on that Okay. Next, quickly, this is a, a bullet point that I wanted to talk about. And again, this is a, you know, opening with the bash, but this show is more fantasy football, the culture of fantasy football, the fantasy sports industry. You know, this is what I, you know, I spend my life talking about, my time thinking about. I wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, did I drop so and so? I forgot, you know, it's, I live like that. So do some of you, I'm sure. Um, the industry, the fantasy industry is interesting because we have these set cycles. And, you know, if you, you know, you have the off season, you have the season, you have the 17 weeks that you play fantasy football and you have every other week, not around that where you're leading up to those actually happening. 
and it's a repetitive cycle. I don't know if anyone out there is biblical, you know, Song of Solomon, nothing new under the sun. These things are cyclical and the fantasy industry is no different. Um, you can already see certain things happening and we are with that flow. You know, we we cover it all. We have draft content we have and you'll see more of that coming. But what you're going to see here in the next few weeks, and I just, you know, want to talk through this and talk with you all and just have it on record. But we're going to see turnover. We always see turnover in the fantasy industry, fantasy sports industry. And as the creator economy as a, a whole general sort of thing is becoming more robust, more well understood, more leveraged. I think some people in the fantasy industry are starting to realize that they're leaving maybe not money on the table now in the short term, but in the long term, they're kind of hamstringing themselves, funneling their audience to somebody else. Um, but what I'll, what this has really made me sit back and think about is we've had a rise over the last four or five years of what I call, I mean, and it's people will think it's a dirty word, but of the fantasy football influencer, no longer the experts, no longer the analysts or the writers, they're influencers. They're people who shoot out bylines. They have hot takes. They have memes. And there's nothing wrong with this. It's still content. It's still uh, you know, useful and valuable, entertaining and engaging. But it's not the same as expert analysis. It's not the same as somebody who's really pouring their heart and soul into it in a certain type of way. You have to be mindful. Is the content I'm consuming here to keep me here? Is it here to keep me to get me to buy something further on down this scroll? Or is it here to actually equip me to win my fantasy leagues? Okay. Influencers have a, have a purpose. It's to bring people to a place to make a purchase or to have attention. It's, it's attention aggregation. And I've, you know, it's really interesting over the last few years to see the people who have kind of gone that route, you know, people that have been on this channel, uh, Jake Trowbridge, you know, he was somebody that was kind of an analyst and he's kind of become more that influencer now, you know, I, Matthew Barry's fantasy life. He's singing, he's dancing. He's, you know, I don't, I don't really know what he's up to anymore. You know, Ian Harditz, you know, where it's, it's just deconstructing, you know, the PFF grades and then throwing out a hot take line so that the guy in the social media department can throw it up across everything. You know, that's influence. That's bringing people to your site. John Helmkamp, he was somebody who I kind of put into that, that, that social, that sort of influencer role. He doesn't, he hasn't really stuck around in the fantasy industry. He hasn't really participate in the fantasy industry anymore, but he was here for a while and he got, you know, a level of attention from it and, you know, did something with it. Um, Stompy, love him. St. Louis, you know, he was kind of one of the first ones with the Lamar Jackson take with the wearing the singlet after the Scott Fishbowl, the influencer, he comes in, he gets big, but he's gone now. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people in the fantasy football industry that have come and gone. They come in. I mean, other people that I would say are more influencers, you know, and this isn't like, and again, I don't want them to take this the wrong way, but like even like somebody like Michael Liu, who used to work for BDGE, you know, he worked with Dynasty Arts with me for a little bit. Like he's just out of the game now. You know, he went from being like the most respected name in Dynasty, one of the smartest people ever. Everyone loves everything he does. He just doesn't do it anymore. How can you like that? That, that doesn't reconcile. It makes sense to me that you can be or we're supposed to be this and you just kind of don't do it anymore. That's not a level of commitment. That's influence. And influence comes with popularity and sort of the, the, the ebbs and flows of things. And and again, these people still play fantasy and they're still about it. But the industry is changing and the positions on the field are evolving. You know, we're getting hybrid backs. We're getting nickel backs. You know, we're getting off ball linebackers that are playing on the edge like Micah Parsons. The fantasy industry is not one thing. It's not two things. It's not 10 things. It's so many things. What they all come back to, though, is creating content, putting yourself out there, um, you know, and I think it's important to understand who's doing what. 
I think it's okay to acknowledge that certain people are doing different things. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think that every year the industry changes, it grows and evolves, whether that be the format, whether that be the people creating the content or the platforms we play on and how they interact with us. The rise of Sleeper over the last two and a half, three years. There was a time when Sleeper was not it. I was here when Sleeper wasn't it. There's a reason IDP123 is the default scoring on Sleeper. Because before they were it, I gave a fuck and I hit them up. Everybody was on MFL's dick still, ESPN's dick still. So, you know, we, we like to be ahead of the curve. And that's what our, our, you know, more fantasy, more football, more fun for the culture. That's what we're about this year. So wanted to talk about, you know, that. And that's fine, you know, and you'll see some of our content be a little more influency. You know what I mean? Maybe some hot takes. Maybe you've seen some of our shorts. You know, I'm not giving fantasy advice on shorts. No, that's attention aggregation. That's me expanding our content to now instead of just being educational, being entertaining, you know, engaging. Oh, you're sitting there, you know, watching you, you, whatever you're doing, you're sliding through. There's another way you can engage with us without having to come listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Talk about this. You can go over our shorts. You can watch T. Higgins catch a touchdown. You can watch Nick Bosa get a sack. You know, there's some cool music. Um, and again, that's that's okay, you know, but it's 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 different <clears throat> than what this is right here. So last thing I wanted to talk about uh really was just you know all of our rankings and stuff. I mean, we I've done a big upgrade to all the rankings, everything is up to snuff as far as the dynasty index and as far as the ultimate IDP index for the turn of the year. You know, the top 10s, top 15s, top 20s, those things are nailed down. We've got comments in there. You know, some of the other guys are adding little bylines to it. So go check those out. If you are not already a part of the uh, of the channel, you know, a member of the channel, you should do that. Go ahead and just, all you gotta do is go down to the description. You can become a member very easily. I actually just ran, I just built a new uh, channel promo. I'm gonna run real quick. Let's see how this goes. Full IDP rankings, full best ball rankings. These are weird rankings for you from me, hand curated, put together with winnings in mind. Okay, no crazy metrics, no nothing you can't understand. Just raw information to help you make the best possible decision. Really, that's what we're gonna do around here. the channel what y'all think any good now the, the the talking part i was just doing ad-libbing over i'm going to try to add an ad read to it later but want to throw that out there see what y'all thought um anyway like i said though we are the production value everything's going up going up going up going up um including us we're headed up to new york like i said 48 hours from now what is it thursday yeah, 48 hours from now, I will not be in New York, but I'll be close, well, depending on when you're watching this. Um, and I'm going to take down the bash, y'all. Like I said, we are the growth of this channel, the growth of this brand, my growth, slow, that's fine. Steady, that's what we like, okay? Steady, okay? And it's going the right direction. We, we you know, with it ain't an accident, okay? It ain't an accident that things have turned out the way they have, that we have been able to do some of the things that we've done and 2023 is the year of idp don't don't get it twisted there's no waiver wire in that contest yeah you're right straight drafting baby 
No waiver wire, no trades, no bullshit, no arguments. Just were you good enough to get it or not? Okay. Go look at that list of people who played in the bash. You don't hear a lot of people chirping about it because they're losers. Okay. Not us. Do you have a favorite IDP prospect going into the draft? Um, no, but I can pull up our uh, rookie rankings right now that Billy's got, and I'll just tell you who his top guy is at IDP. How's that? Our top IDP prospect right now at defensive end is Will Anderson. Top prospect right now, according to the rookie rankings, are Trenton Simpson for linebackers. And then for DBs right now, our number one guy is Antonio Johnson. So, there you go. If you have the index, if you buy the rankings, if you join the membership to the channel, you can see that shit too. Championship week, Hunter or Crosby, Levante, David or Hicks. What are you going to do with Derwin this week? Yeah, I don't know about Derwin. I wouldn't imagine he's probably not going to play because um, he had the concussion, at least I know, as well as the ejection. I would play Crosby. Don't 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 goof around at this point in the season. I know Hunter had a good game. Play Crosby. And then uh, I'm playing Jordan Hicks over Levante, David. So, all right. You all will see me soon, but next time you see me, I'll probably be in New York City, probably having the time of my life, probably repping the IDP Army heavy everywhere I go. All right, people want to know who we are, so we tell them, what's up, Herman? Woo! Mm, 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 mm. Man, it's a wrap, baby. It's a wrap. All right, Herman, throwing that money at us. What's up, Herman? Would you play Haskins or Pacheco? 12-team standard. It was a good advert. Thanks for all your IDP help this year. Appreciate that, brother. Um, I would play Haskins because that's assuming Derrick Henry's out tonight, right? Pacheco, he's fine. Like, he's fine. But his upside is not – It just it's not as high as people want it to be. Because Jarek McKinnon is always going to get those high leverage touches in those high leverage situations. And the reality is the Chiefs don't run touchdowns in around the goal line. They get, you know, PIs down there or they get touchdowns there. They don't get to like, you know, to the one yard line. And when they do, I mean, again, they like to throw it. I mean, they saw what they did with Tony the other day. So Pacheco, unless he actually bust a big run into the end zone, I just don't see how he actually has much upside. Could he get 100 yards? Yeah, easy. No big deal. But what does that really mean when he has no catches and no touchdowns? Not much. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully that helps you out, Herman. Good luck. Have a blast. I will. Hey, and remember, guys, gals, this is for us. You know, the IDP Army, again, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for the comments, if it wasn't for the Super Chats, if it wasn't for the channel memberships, if it wasn't for the people showing up in Canton, Ohio, repping the IDP army, if it wasn't for the people who have left reviews, if it wasn't for the people who show up every Sunday and care about our opinion on fantasy football, you know, and hopefully, you know, now that we've got some more stripes going up against some of the best in the world and winning, we'll get some more of y'all in here, but I will never, you know, not appreciate everything that you all, you know, who have been here since the very beginning have done for us. Um, as we close out this year, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm holding together right now. I'm a little emotional, you know, it's week 17 fantasy football season, um, you know, we're fully independent and we're just, things are kind of going our way in a way that is almost scary, but we're, we're ready. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been preparing for this 
And yeah, you know, if coach puts us in, we get our shot. We're going to take it all down, baby. Fantasy question. Need a flex replacement for Pollard, Pittman, Hodgins, Haskins, or Hubbard? For Pollard? Um, well, not Pittman. Never play. Never. I play Haskins. I don't know. Hubbard, though, had a nice week last week. I kind of like Hubbard. I saw something that said that the um, the uh, Panthers offense has been humming along pretty well the last few weeks, too. So, All right, IDP Army, that's it from me. Uh, this has been a good show. Like I said, next time you hear from me, I'm hopefully going to be a champ of the bash. Hopefully our names will be cemented in, leg in a legacy that lasts forever on the blockchain. Hopefully we will be equity owners in BDGE Media, and hopefully we will be uh, on our way to uh, taking down some of these legacy media brands that are putting out this really boring content out here and just taking over the world. And, you know, if, we can't beat, if they can't beat us, they're welcome to join us. That's all I got to say. All right. Love y'all. Peace, IDP Army. Let's fucking go! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.